listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. How are you doing? Um, very well, Steve. Yes, yes. I'm um, very busy, as indeed you are. So uh, it's nice to um, have a break and go back and join our members and listeners again. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'm feeling really run down this week. I know. Um, well, so, not... <clears throat> well, <laughs> I was going to say, are you going to tell them why? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can do. Yeah. I was doing a show last week and um, there's always this kind of, you have the adrenaline of doing the show and, you know, um, it's a real big high and it it's not a mental crash, it's just, it's just your physical body is just like, your immune system just says, wow, we went through that intense week or couple of weeks and you did a lot, you got a massive adrenaline rush, you were on a high and you kind of, it does something to your immune system. I think in that it sort of works overdrive to keep mm. you going in each show. Um, and obviously you're around a lot of people, you're backstage. It's, you know, it's a very, you know, probably not a healthy environment. And then, um, then you finish the show and then the day after your body just goes, Oh, <laughs> and just, <laughs> and just like wants to rest and your immune system wants to rest and take yeah. a back seat. So I'm feeling a bit run down this week. It's I'm not it's not a cold. It's just exhaustion. <laughs> oh. Well well I've got to tell everybody we we came to see you on Saturday on the show with some of the family and it was spectacular. It was one of the best you've ever done. And uh so I can understand the energy that you used on that just that one performance would have killed me off for six months so <laughs> you know it, it's quite amazing how and and you went on we saw you in the afternoon performance and then you did it again in the evening how you managed it, i don't know and then you went on to an after after party after show party didn't you yeah to early hours of the following morning yeah and then i had uh, to get up again uh yeah for another rehearsal for another show <laughs> so i i think people would understand that uh, you are a bit bit exhausted after all of that. Mm. Still, you've got time to recover. You've, you've got another couple of weeks before the next one. Yeah, yeah, that's so. it. That's it. They're both. Um, yeah, they're they're both. They've both been good, but this one is. Um, this one coming up is not as uh, strenuous as as that one. The one no. I did before last week was a musical called Our House which is based off of the music of madness, um, which people can research if they don't know what that is. But um, it was a very high-intensity, high-energy show. Um, And the show that I'm doing next is Sister Act on stage. And that, even though I'm a dancer in that, so even though it's going to be dancing, it's not quite as stressful as the no. house was because no. that was chaos <laughs> it was absolute chaos um but it was and then you've got fun. just about time to recover before you you're it back in pantomime for the christmas yeah so. yeah <laughs> i've got so it's worked out that we did our house three weeks 
sister act, two weeks, a month of pantomime. So that's right. Back so, to back. Yeah. <laughs> back to back. So. Oh, the yes. trials and tribulations of a performer. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm struggling a bit, but we'll we'll get through this. We'll get through this. Um, so this uh, this week I've got some talking points to read out from people's emails. Um, mm. The first one I'll read out is uh, a lovely feedback we received from Laura. And she says, hi, Steve. I just wanted to drop a note to say how pleased I am that you're bringing back the podcast on a regular basis. About a year ago when I started, I listened to all of them. And then I listened to them all again about a year later, replaying them after I had many pictures uh, and some experience under my belt gave me a different appreciation for what I was hearing in the podcast. So it was interesting the second time round in a new way. Um, I have to share that now that I'm called up again, I've been trying to find an art podcast out there, which is as enjoyable as yours. I've tried many of them and I cannot find a single one that compares the banter between you and your father is infinitely better than anyone out there and manages to inspire me every time. I don't know how you do it. So no pressure, but I can say I'm counting on you guys to keep it up. Good. Well, we will, won't we? Yeah. We've got the bit yep. between the teeth again now, so we're, we're off and running. It's a really valid point about the re-listening to the podcast as well, because um, I imagine there's a lot, especially if you binged, listened to a load of them, there'd be a lot of information to absorb, mm. you know, in the podcast. So having done pitches and worked on stuff and then listening to them again, it, I guess it's like more stuff goes in. Oh, I agree with you. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea that, isn't it, to to do that? Because I do when I've there's something I want to listen to on on my iPad or something interested on YouTube. I usually go through it again if it's if it's informative. I mean, yeah, uh, not just entertainment value. I, I, you have to because you miss it the first time. You miss the point. So yeah. no, I, I totally agree with that. Oh. There is an awful lot to what we do and the, the art world generally that, you know, we're part of. Um, so I can understand that. Yeah, that was lovely. So thanks, Laura. It really um, means a lot to us um, that you're enjoying them and that you want to, us to keep them going. I know a lot of people missed them when we took a break and uh, when we took another couple of months break, I had a lot of emails, people saying, please tell me they're coming back. So we're making time for it now. Excuse me? We're making time to do it. Well, um, yes, it, it's we we don't appreciate, do we, when we're doing our, when we do our own thing here, we don't appreciate what sort of impact it makes out there. You've got no, no knowledge of that unless you get this feedback, which we've got. And then you start thinking, oh, right, okay, well, what we're saying obviously is, is uh, necessary and important for people to hear. So it gives you a spurs you on, really, doesn't it, to uh, say this is something we must keep up. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so thanks, Laura. Um, So the next one that I want to talk about is a message that came from Debbie. Um, And she said, I tried the Marilyn Monroe picture and I'm very happy with it. But I deal with the terrible fear of failure and comparing myself to other artists. I think I'll do well if I can ever get over that. But any suggestions you have 
on how to mm. overcome my fears, please let me know. Mm. Well, there is a, a fairly simple solution to this, and that is don't look at other artists' work. Um, when I first started out, I had the same problem because I, I, would, I would do my thing and I would think, oh, yeah, I'm really pleased with that, until I saw something that I could compare it with. As soon as I did that, I deflated. And this is what's happening to Debbie. With my work uh, and people that are following my work, um, I don't think you should, I, that rule shouldn't apply. You should look at your work when you finished it and then compare it with mine because you've got a direct comparison there. And you say, My, I can see I didn't get the, the hair right or I didn't put the shadow in the right place or I didn't get enough impact on, you know, the colours and whatever. So that's important. But when you start comparing with other people's work, if you did an animal, say, you did a cat and uh, one of my cats and you're happy with it, or your own cat and you're happy with it, then you look at other people's cats, professional artists or good amateur artists' work, that can deflate you, thinking, mm, I'm not as good as that. Of course you're not. Everybody starts out, when my first started, as you know, and I've men mentioned it many times, I, my first pictures were rubbish. They really were. But I looked at them at the time and I thought, oh, that's not too bad, because I I didn't have the experience that I've got now. Mm. But you gradually, gradually, little bit by bit by bit, improve. We've seen this in so many instances now over the years with our members. You know, they start off and then you see a little bit of an improvement, a little bit of improvement. And as long as you're listening and you're taking note of the things that I say and we say, uh, and it goes in and you, you put them to use, then, you know, you will get over that eventually. But stop looking at other artists' work and stick to your own or mine. Mm. Mm, I think that it's the best, the best advice I can give because that's what happens to me. Still does to a certain extent. Yeah. I don't, I don't look at other – I look at all our members' work, but I don't go looking through – looking at other artists' work. I think it's, it's recognising, like, how you deal with that. If you – some people get inspiration from looking at other artists' work and that sometimes it's not healthy for them if they have these doubts and fears. So it's, it's that, having the right. self-awareness of being like, well, no, that's not, that's not going to be good for me, so I'm not going to do that. Or mm. I want to enjoy what I do um, and have my own barometer for expectation. Um, what am I trying to say? So if you look <laughs> at other people's work, your expectations of your own work will go up like you'll you'll demand more of yourself whereas if you stick within your own expectations of like you know surprising yourself and you know working it just with you then you won't sort of be guided by other people's levels of quality and depends on your personality doesn't it it's the personality thing if if you are sensitive uh, and you you feel that you're not good enough then it it brings you down and you can't then aspire to something different, something better. Um, and everything's got to be done in degrees. You've got to, you've got to, you can't just suddenly become a good artist. There's so much involved as people know. I mean, they've all those podcasts we've done and all that information we've given out all the blocks we do look how much information we've actually imparted to yeah. our, our members. You can't take all that in at once. That's impossible. So you can only do it by degrees and do it a little bit at a time. 
But there are um, people do surprise me sometimes. They they tackle things that I probably wouldn't have done at their stage. But when they do do it, they look at the, the, the reference picture or my my picture and think it doesn't look the same. Well, it's not going to unless you've got the experience that I've got. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't would, doesn't work that way. But what you can see whenever you're looking at it, particularly Marilyn Monroe, because that was a quite hard picture. Yeah. Because the lighting of that was quite hard. It wasn't. You had to be very subtle mm. to to make the thing come alive, in because it was quite a light picture. So that that degree of subtleness can only be achieved once you start understanding the techniques and the principles and more experience under your belt. And I admire, I admire people to trying it and uh, giving it a go. And they should as well. But they still, to still keep it in their mind that because of their limited experience, they can't really achieve what I've done. They can't do it. But, but achievement nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, it's down to practice and experience, isn't it? It does come down to that, yeah. We see it all the time with, with, with members' pictures, and uh, I'm, I'm constantly amazed at the quality. But what I do see is when we see the next picture of this particular person and then the next picture and then the next picture, you can just see that gradual improvement because yeah. they've taken heed of what we've said and they've looked at the picture again and thought, yeah, I understand. Oh, I can see that now. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You do see that. You do see that mm. a lot. Mm. Okay. So take heart. Take heart, Debbie. You'll get there. But mm. if, if you're in, if you're a similar person to me, don't look at other artists' work. Look at your own and and, and our work and try to um, just find out why, um, you know, that something's not working as it should do. Because there are the answers are there. It's just a question of finding them. Yeah, and being brave enough. True, true. It's a it's a mindset as well as a actual ability mm-hmm. um, journey that you go through as well with any kind of art. Well, most of the time we see when we see a picture, and <clears throat> you and I discuss it beforehand, and we say, "Yes, well, this is because there's not enough confidence." in applying the stronger tones or, you know, mixing that colour. You think, well, it's not going to work. I, I'm a little bit fearful of putting a stronger colour on. And, and this is where, you know, confidence comes in. You've got to get that sort of confidence. One way of getting that, as I've men- mentioned many times, is work on um, a piece of paper, you know, a piece of pastel paper to one side of you. If you get a particular area, I wonder if this would work. Try on that first. You've only got to put a few colours on yeah. to see whether or not that actually will work or not. I still do that, as you know. If I get to a, a point, I think, I wonder if that will work. I know it will, but I've got to get the right combination yeah. and the right pressure. I know it will work, but I've got to, I've got to find out. Because I'm, I'm, when I do a picture from beginning to end, I don't rub out, and people know that. I don't rub it out. So, therefore, you you might wonder sometimes, how on earth did you re- work out what colour to put on first and what colour goes with on top of that and then on top of that? And often you show um, that. 
often, I do. often you I do. show that as well. Like that's, you know, that's, that's an important thing. You know, it's like, that's mm-hmm. what the tips that kind of help people. That's right. But, 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 um, Sometimes I don't show it, you know. I'm looking at thinking, mm, how do I get that? And then I do it off camera and think, okay, oh, well, that works. Okay, now I will tell people how to do it. Yeah. You know, because it, there's a, there's, people look at the work and they think, gosh, you know, how, to, how on earth did he manage to do this or that? And, uh, but it, it, it becomes almost instinctive in the end anyway because we're using a – I'm using the medium which I'm very familiar with. Yeah. Well, I am with um, – with the pastel, even with watercolor, when you see some of the watercolors that we've got planned for you, that will amaze you how I can actually achieve what I achieve. And a lot of the time, I don't really think about it. Mm. I just, I just do it as an instinctive thing. But you've got to remember, all that instinct is experience. Yeah, it just, it just didn't just happen, you know. It's because of all the times I tried it, oh, that didn't work, or that didn't work as well as I'd like, so next time I'll try it differently. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, good point. Well, maybe um, maybe we can put a suggestion forward to if there's, if there's other areas or if there's more of that process going on, um, we could try and show that a bit more, maybe. Yeah, um, oh, we're happy to. Add, add that in to... Uh, Mm. even if it's the final this is how i this is my spare bit of paper and how i got to that color i, I did this this and this <laughs> that's right yeah um, yeah yeah it's it's yeah i think people would find that interesting um but yeah no that's good advice that's good advice so the next um well message that came through um kind of a generalized one and i know you kind of know what you're going to say but I'm going to throw it to you anyway. It's from Patrick in Singapore. And Patrick says, Hi, Colin. I had a great passion in drawing when I was five years old, and I want it to be my career. What's your best advice on how to train myself to be like you? Uh, Well, it's very difficult. Can I give you an example of something that happened to me when I was in the gallery and I was working um, in the gallery? Somebody came in, a young lad, I suppose he's in his mid-twenties, he came and he said, uh, Colin, can I ask you a question? He said, I want to become a professional artist. How do I go about it? No, he didn't bring anything with him. I had no knowledge of, of what he wanted. And I thought, what a silly question that was, because how do you decide to become a professional artist? How do you become a professional musician? Well, first of all, you have to practice a bit. You, know, you have to try it and see whether you've got an aptitude for it. If you have, then you have to go to a school or somewhere where you can learn the techniques. Or you can go down the natural route, which I did, and just learn by the mistakes you make. You can't ever just become one. You've got, you've got to work towards something. And... How I did it was I just tiddled around, you know, on my own. It wasn't until somebody then saw something I did and said, hmm, you know, that's rather good, isn't it? And I said, is it? Because I didn't realise it was. 
because even then I wasn't really looking at other artists' work and I never went to any schools. So what you do then is you say, mm, maybe that I have. But at the time I was doing that, I had no idea at all that I'd become what I've become now. So you can't just magically say, I'm going to become a professional artist, I'm going to do it. So the best advice I can give anybody in this situation is enjoy what you do. That's the first thing you're going to do. Practice what you do and go through different mediums. I went through the lot. I tried everything. And I found that I settled eventually to watercolour because it suited me best. I tried oil, didn't work. Tried acrylics, I wasn't happy with that. And I tried soft pastel, which I was hopeless at that particular time because I, what I was trying to do, what I was, the, the, the pictures I was trying to paint were, were pictures that you could understand, you know, were more realistic. Impressionism didn't come into the affray at that time. So by doing that, you then gradually learn that that's the medium that takes your fancy. Mm. And then you practice and practice and practice, picture after picture after picture. And you've got to be prolific. I was when I first started another one, another one, and then bits of pictures. And then I just love the idea and the process of it. Now, you've got to go down that road, too. You've got to love the idea of process. So you've got to learn to be at one with your work and then really enjoy what you're doing. If you do that, then you will almost certainly get better. Now, the, 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 it's a bit like, can I give another comparison, which I used to do for my uh, classes? It's like a, if you play golf, and I played golf badly, I might add. I play golf and a, a golfer will eventually reach stretch, which is... Uh, even par, if people know what that means. It means they're good. At that time, there's no way that they would become a professional golfer at that stage. What they've got to do then is work at what they do. And the difference between a scratch golfer, an amateur, and a professional is chalk and cheese. People don't ever reach that uh, level because it, the demands of physically, mentally, and that little bit of extra. Now, that little bit of extra is the bit that I'm trying to find with the... I'm pretty lucky because I found it, but not many people can. So there's no guarantee that whatever you take, and if you go to art school and you, you, you practice and practice and practice for years and years and years, there's still no guarantee that you're going to find that little bit of extra. It doesn't work like that. You've either got it or you haven't. A bit like a musician. A musician, you, you, somebody who plays the piano is another example I used to give. You've got brilliant amateur pianists, but you've got those people that have got that little bit extra. Can't define it. It's just something a little bit magical. Right. And it's not in bottles. You can't find it. You can't be prescribed it. It's just going to have. I hope that helps a lot because I probably haven't answered question perhaps like you would have liked to have had, Patrick. But that is truth that I've given you the absolute truth. But there's no reason why you can't be there. We've yeah. got some very, very good amateur artists around, but they haven't 
got that little bit extra. And that's the bit you're going to find. And you won't find it unless you keep practicing and practicing and practicing and going on and on and on. But more importantly, as I say, enjoy and have a passion for what you do. Hey, Art, get off my okay. soapbox. All right. Okay. No, that's a very comprehensive answer. So thanks. I hope that's helped, Patrick. Um, and do keep us posted with your, your journey and what you, what you do. Um, We'd be really interested to hear it. Keep it. Yes, keep 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 in touch with us on this. But it's going to take time. But you you could get there. I'm not saying you will do. You will you will be able to produce good pictures. But we've, we've proved it over and over again. But there's no guarantee you can actually become a professional. That's mm. unless you find that little bit extra. Mm. Okay. So the, the last one I just want to end on, um, email came from Hamid and Hamid says, hi, Steve, I've been trying out Colin's advanced courses, but I have an issue when it comes to my finished artwork. Although I used a pastel map, my work still ends up smudging and looking a lot worse than when they were first done. Does Colin have a solution for this apart from fixatives? I feel like all my work gets wasted when my art's smudging after i'm done with it and i keep them in a folder with a plastic cover over it i'd be happy uh if you could help me on this matter so her work's smudging um even though there's plastic on top it, it with pastel mat it's not quite as absorbed in is that right that's right where you're putting more on aren't you that's the thing with pastel mat you're putting more on it does happen to me as well don't worry for You've got a cho- always got a choice. You either fix it and it goes a bit dull, or you don't fix it and it stays bright. But pastel is one of those materials, unlike watercolour and acrylic, uh, that, that will smudge if you touch it. I put mine in a plastic sheet when I finished it, and they stay there. Now, when I take it out of that plastic sheet, I can see that the pastel on the doesn't smudge but you can see the transfer of the pastel onto the plastic sheet but i still prefer it to be like that um, rather than um spraying it yeah but if you want to spray it you can spray it you know i don't i'd never stop people from doing that because i realize how difficult it is Mm, you've got to be very careful with storing them right with pastel map pictures especially Mm-hmm. Uh, because there is more on. Yeah, that's true. I, I think I agree with you because you're putting more on. Yeah, it doesn't go into the paper quite as quite as much mm. as uh, on grey does. But you get a slightly different result. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it swings and roundabouts. You've got to be um, compromising on terms of the the level of care or the fact that you might get a bit of smudging over fixing it mm. and then you know of choosing pastel matte paper and getting a good result over uh be- a slight maybe a slightly better result than on on gray because there's more pastel on the pastel matte and it's a different surface mm. so it's true it's not there's not a, def- there a definite a, answer to that is there well no but um the application of the pastel onto pastel matte is as people know and they've seen me do it, I, I do tend to push it into the paper more. I've seen some pictures that you can see the pastel almost laying on the surface. 
where they haven't actually put a pressure on. You've got a certain amount of pressure, and this is something you can practice. You've got to put that little bit of pressure on to actually um, push the, the, the pastel into the paper and absorb it with the other colours and whatever. So it may be something like that that will maybe come in time or you could try. Because I don't really think that my... I can't... I haven't got had an instant for years and years and years where I've actually smudged the work. That, that doesn't happen. And I... I put my um, pictures in plastic um, covers on top of each other. And yeah. I've got something, well, you know you've seen it. Yeah. I've got some my, some of my piles of, of, of um, pictures are well, a few inches deep. They're quite, they're quite, I've got several, I'm just looking at one pile here, I've got, I must have 40, 40 pictures, one on top of the other. Yeah. And when I when I take the bottom one out, there's no smudging. Yeah, because but they're not disturbed, are they, in any way? They're not touched. You don't touch them, do you, at all? No. Um, so, you know, um, it's like it's like you've got to be so careful. <laughs> you've got to treat them with such care that if there's the mm. slight movement in that pile, something's going to get smudged. Well, that's true, but again, I haven't seen any. I've seen the transfer, and almost I would guarantee every single one of them. Yeah, got a, a transfer onto the, the sheet. For one thing, it's plastic, and yeah. that tends to have a sort of an electricity effect. It seems to want to absorb it or take it on. Yeah, but if you're careful and you, um, you 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 withdraw that picture, you shouldn't have any any smudging as such. So I don't get it. So something you're it doing. It could be the application to, as well, then. It could be the application of pushing it, into the paper. It could well be. Might help you a, a little bit, Hamid, on that. It yeah. could be. It's worth trying. Yeah, consider that. Then that that's, uh, yes, yeah, like I say, it's a difficult one to answer, but there's, there's a few options there. It's definitely something to think about, at least. Mm-hmm. So. When, I, when I used to use the Carbothella pencils years ago, um, they didn't have the same pigmentation as the Faber-Castell um, pit do. So what I used to do with them, I used to, I used to spray them with fixative and then work, work on top of the fixative. Yeah. And um, very good results I had that way. However, having done that, you've still got pastel laying on the surface again and as you fix it again yeah. you fix it you're in the same situation again so, yeah. but um 90, 90 odd percent of the picture would have been actually secure so it's another thing you could think about you yeah. could actually fix the picture with the intention if you sold it or whatever of going back over it again and just livening it up i used to find the whites particularly very the lighter colors would go quite dull especially in the sky i had somebody once many 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 years ago uh when i sprayed my pictures and i explained all this to people on videos and so on um he um got in touch with me and said i've just sprayed my sky and it's gone all dull what do i do do it again because you can you can work on top of it see yeah yeah I used to do. I used to always have to do the sky again, just mm. not not completely. You just have to liven it up, I suppose you could say. Yeah. 
refresh it. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's quite a, quite a lot in there. So, um, thanks, Dad. There's yeah. I think that's a good episode. We've got a lot packed into that one. I have, yes, yes. So thanks for <laughs> thanks for doing most of the talking on that one. I've been sitting back and enjoying it. <laughs> well, I hope other people do yeah. and, and don't switch off. Say these bloody podcasts. Are it's a bit it's long all right, Dad. They, they listen to them when they're falling asleep, so they're asleep at this point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> we've been going on for half an hour. They're definitely asleep. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, we don't have to worry. We can say what we want now, then, can't yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there for, for this week. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.